Welcome to Maker Mom, a podcast where I explore the stories of Maker Moms and the life they lead. Each week, I will bring you the behind the scenes story of a new Maker Mom. I'm Katie Freeman, a furniture designer and content creator running FreemanFurnishings.com and your host of the Maker Mom podcast. You can find Maker Moms hanging out in the Facebook community at Maker Moms and on the web at MakerMomPodcast.com. If you love what you hear, please subscribe, leave a stellar review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know. Hello and welcome to episode 76 of the Maker Mom podcast. Today's guest is Heidi McKay of Heidi McKay Designs. Uh, Heidi is located in Iowa City, right where I'm at, so it was super fun getting to chat with another local maker. Heidi is also a ceramic artist. Um, She's now the second one I've had on the podcast. Um, Super fun getting to chat with her about um, how she got into making ceramics and how she keeps that going while also being a professor and uh, raising a family with her partner um, and all of that good stuff. All right, but before we get into the interview, as is the new custom over here at Maker Mom Podcast, I want to give a big shout out and thank you to all of my patrons over on Patreon. So thank you very much, Amy of Bison Valley Carving, Brandy, Studio Obey, Kathy, One Girl and Her Tools, Dan and Kelly of Reclaimed Living Store, Ellen, Little Bear Furniture, Ethan, Ethan Carter Designs, and Mary Lou, Made by Mary Lou. Thank you so very much to each and every one of you. I appreciate you so much, um, especially right now during these uncertain times. And I appreciate all of you who tune in to listen every week to the most recent interview of these awesome maker moms sharing their stories about how they got into making and how they manage life as a parent running a household and all that good stuff all right so no further ado here is Heidi of Heidi McKay designs and so if you wouldn't mind Heidi giving a little introduction about yourself I'm Heidi McKay Casto, and I am a mother of two. I am a professor and an artist, a ceramic artist, and I guess a jewelry artist as well. Um, So, and let's see, my daughters, my oldest is Amari, and she is 10 in the fifth grade, and our youngest is Beatrice, and she is seven, and in the first grade. Okay, awesome. Awesome. Um, all right. Well, let's go back a little bit to your childhood. Uh, where'd you grow up? What kind of things were you interested in? Um, I, I was born in Pennsylvania. We were there until about third grade and then we moved to Ohio and we moved a lot for my parent. My dad changed jobs a lot. And, um, my mom also kind of invented her jobs wherever we all ended up. Um, and almost all of our houses, my dad either remodeled or built. Um, so we were always just watching things being created in front of us, our spaces. Um, and my mom, um, once I was in high school, she kind of created her own job. She rewrites people's scripts for them for, um, any 
public speaking type thing and she redesigns spaces for people and then she's also a seamstress so there there's just always some sort of creative thing happening with hands in our house growing up um, my mom's tagline is everything you need you already have and i think that she applied that personally to herself like i i already have everything i need inside of myself but also with the tools in front of you that you can create many things with the things you already have in your garage or in your basement and so we were always uh creating as a family i have um, two brothers one older and one younger and that was not always easy being the only girl but now i feel very uh very much like well if they listen to this um, I don't know if they'll agree, but I feel like my mom's favorite and that's really fun place to be uh, in adulthood. Um, she still sews me clothes. She sewed my wedding dress almost 20 years ago. And um, so we're still creating, even though my whole family now lives in Atlanta. And I, I told them I'm not moving to Atlanta. <laughs> I love Iowa City, um, but they are really good about visiting. Um, so yeah it, it's been a it was a very creative upbringing and very encouraging my parents were always like whatever your dream is follow your dream and everything else will work out there were no limitations set on us yeah awesome um are your brothers like into creative stuff now too um my older brother spent about two years in college and then decided I don't need this. I can teach myself everything I need to know. And he started his own business um, in Atlanta. And I am always, he's always starting new little businesses. His main business is uh, marketing for other businesses. And, um, and he, right now he's also doing uh, like meetings for businesses to help them kind of function the best they can. Um, so he's always creating, he always has some new project happening. My younger brother actually works for him, uh, but on the side is also a musician and a woodworker himself, so. Okay, yeah. so it sounds like the creativity has uh, continued for all three of you. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> There's always a project going on and, and hangouts usually involve a project or a, mm -hmm. a remodel or some sort of thing that we all can jump in on. <laughs> awesome. Um, all right. Well, what it what it was uh, post high school for you? What happened after high school? Um, well, in I should say in high school, um, w one of the last moves that we did as a family was when my sophomore year in high school, and my parents moved uh, into this little town in in Ohio. But across the alley was uh, a woman who had a ceramic business. And my dad had taken a ceramic class in college. And so he was like, hey, we should, I should show you how to do this. And so it was kind of like, you know, a father-daughter date. And he took me over there. And as soon as I touched clay, I was like, this is it. And I ended up working for her for uh, the rest of my high school time, getting some, a little money here and there and learning how she did production work. And then I, I went to school. I went to Ohio State University for my undergrad. And um, that's where I met my partner. He was doing an extra year during my last year of my undergrad. And then um, after college, I taught high school for four years while my partner and I were 
trying to start a pottery business. Um, I should say that my story cannot be told without telling my partner's story too, um, because it's such a journey that we've done together since we do the same thing. Um, and it's been a back and forth and uh, it's your turn. It's my turn to do the kids. It's your turn to be in the spotlight and, or um, we've done a lot of moving to follow the different careers that we've tried to navigate. So um, actually, let's see, the, after the fourth year of teaching, after, yes, I think after the fourth year of teaching, I had quit my job to try to make the pottery business full time. And we were both, he was working insurance, which was, you know, a total spirit killer for an artist. Uh, but we, we were like, well, let's make this, let's do it, let's do it, let's make it happen. And um, we ended up getting pregnant that year too. Um, and we lost, we lost that baby. And we kind of had a wake up call that we were like, whoa, is this really what we want to do and where we want to do it? And in that moment, we were like, okay, we can, we can put the kid thing on pause. This is a kind of our second chance to reevaluate. And he's like, I think I want to go to grad school. I think I want to be a professor. And I'm like, okay. And I'm such a wreck at that point. I'm just like, yes, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's go for it. Um, and we traveled to a bunch of different universities. And as soon as we drove into Iowa City, uh, that little bridge that goes over Dubuque, the little walking green walking bridge, it just something about it just melted my heart driving into Iowa City and seeing things like the co-op and the downtown. I just I knew that this was going to be our new home right away. And um, I ended up teaching another year. I he went to grad. He started grad school in 2007. And um, I we lived out at Scattergood Friends School and I taught there for a year and I taught art um, to high school, so high schoolers again. Uh, and, and then it came time to, for new grads to be applying. And he's like, I, I think you should do this too. And I was like, I, I think I should too. Getting, feeling a little burnout on high school teaching and um, just really watching him being able to focus on his artwork for a while kind of, and to see that we could like financially do this. I think that was the scariest thing moving out here from Ohio and the comfort of family and everybody we knew and a, a paying job that we were like, oh my gosh, can we go back to school? Can we do this? And we, well, the university is really great for that public, public university. And um, yeah, and we made it happen. So I, I applied and I got in and, and then the flood happened <laughs> and um, and and then right away, I also got pregnant uh, right when I started grad school. So um, so the first year of grad school, I was pregnant. And then the second two years of grad school, I had we were tag teaming Amari um, and we were able to put a schedule in place where I went to school and worked in the studio every other day. And he was home with Amari and then we we switched um, and it worked out. And then he supported me while I was finishing my last year and he was done, he did some adjuncting. And then we went to Montana for a year to do a residency. And we came back and he taught at Mount Mercy and Cedar Rapids for two years. And at that point, we moved back. We got a real job because we were pregnant with Beatrice then. And we're like, oh, insurance, probably a good idea to see this through. 
So, um, so he taught there and then we moved to K-State um, in Manhattan, Kansas. And we were there for two years and I was able to adjunct there in the drawing department, which was really great. And then when we moved here, um, we just kind of had the realization that this is a little bit of a bigger job. He got the job at the university and, and we knew right away, I mean, this Iowa City already had our hearts um, and we're like, we want to make this work. We really want to make this place happen and, and get tenure here. And so we decided to, that I wouldn't adjunct for the first couple of years. Really enjoyed uh, spending extra time with Beatrice. She had two years of preschool and I would, I started working on my own business during that time that she was in preschool and then really focusing on her in her last years. And then um, once she started kindergarten, I really was able to kick it into high gear with, um, with really working on my, my business and my own work. And then last year I, I just started adjuncting again. And that's been also really nice to be back teaching. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, <clears throat> not that this means anything, but I did want to point out that you moved from like the other four letter state that starts and ends with a vowel from <laughs> yeah. Ohio to, to Iowa. <clears throat> I know it is really hard sometimes when I say I went to Ohio state, I have to really pronounce or even say the Ohio state. Yeah. Yeah, and I will say if you um, ever live on probably predominantly the West Coast, they don't know the difference between no, Ohio and it, Iowa. It's the that, same thing. Right, that t-shirt they have at Ray yes, really points yes. out all the... <laughs> yes. And you grow potatoes, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right, well, well, awesome. So, I mean, you've been doing work with clay for a while then i mean you got started yeah um over 20 years yeah you got started yeah. in high school um so maybe just start with like what what is it for you about clay mm. that's like got your heart like what yeah. was it that i just feel like it's so magical i mean there have been seasons in my life because we moved so much and because i was juggling our girls and transitions. I mean, we were either unpacking or packing for a good chunk of, you know, seven years there. And so there were times where I wouldn't go without touching clay. And then I would get a week or a month or some, just score some clay from somewhere. And I would touch that clay and it was like, my soul was back. And I, I would start crying. It was just the the feel of that, it, the ability to create with this lump of nothing and have such an impression with your hand, it's, it's a real, I feel a real connection to it. It's really spiritual for me and I, I, um, it brings my soul alive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can say I understand Mine's not with clay, but I yeah. totally, under, <laughs> totally understand that feeling. Um, so, I mean, with the ability that you have working at the university uh, as adjunct, adjunct professors um, type work, I mean, is your main, where is your main workspace? I guess I'll just start with that question. Ooh, um, well, Andy 
is tenure track. So he scored a really nice studio with his contract. <laughs> um, I can, I can use the kilns there and the facilities. I can mix my clay there. Um, but I don't have a studio there. I have a studio in, um, our garage has a, we have a double bay garage and usually only one car sits in there or none if depending on where I am in the cycle of making. And um, it has a little alcove in it too. So I have kind of a 10 by 10 alcove, 10 by 10 at best, I guess. And I've lined it with workbenches and my wheel sits in the middle and I uh, kind of create over there. And then we've made shelves throughout the garage that I kind of rotate my work throughout that space and juggle children and bikes and rollerblades and you know the dog leash i mean they're all mm -hmm. as soon as i clean it up it's a mess again and um so it, it's been it's been challenging because there's always somebody else's stuff on top of my stuff um so to to make work and make sure that it doesn't get fingerprints in it and and sometimes you just embrace that and work mm -hmm. with it mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah so do you have your own kiln or? Um... I do. When Andy and I, um, we had built two kilns um, in Ohio when we were working on this, but they were built in such a way that we couldn't move them with us. So um, at some point during grad school, we, uh, we purchased one of our own and it's been moving with us ever since, but it, it hasn't really gotten its full like firing power and gear until we moved back to Iowa and and I've, I've had more time and the the children are older and can function next to me and um or do their own thing without mm -hmm. me giving my full attention to them and that's been a real change yeah mm -hmm. yeah I'm not quite to that point yet <laughs> yeah it really shifts once they get in kindergarten it's like uh like what freak school yeah. and yeah. <laughs> free babysitting this is amazing <laughs> yeah i know i mean my oldest is in is in first grade um mm -hmm. but my youngest is still in i mean it's preschool slash slash daycare but even just that they're like in two separate locations i i just oh, yeah had the thought to myself the other day like wait wait and two more like you know in two more years like she'll be getting on the bus with him in the morning and then i don't have to drive like i could go straight to my shop and imagine yeah. that like additional yeah. hour and a half in the morning to get it stuff is done life changing. <laughs> <laughs> i just i have had to remind myself the word seasons just okay heidi this is just a season this yeah. is just a season yeah. and it'll pass and enjoy <laughs> enjoy what this season is like, right yeah i had to re really be intentional about enjoying that time with beatrice and not just wishing she was in kindergarten right. already yeah 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 i totally understand that there are moments where i have to kind of check myself too of like you know these super sweet like moments that aren't going to last forever yeah and <laughs> need to remember that uh and what's more important type stuff Totally. Um, that doesn't come easy. I check myself no. <laughs> probably once an hour. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it sounds like, it sounds like from the get go that you have always had this hope or dream for making it a business like this. Would be I've gone business. back and forth. Yeah. I mean, there in the ceramic world, there's, and especially in academia, it's really hard 
there's such a community that feels like family. And for a long time, there was like this question of whether I was going to be a potter or an artist. And now I call myself a ceramic artist and, and don't limit myself to just making pots or I, in grad school, I, I actually made a lot of sculpture about my mm -hmm. relationship with Amari. Um, and that was really nice. Um, but grad school is all about concept. And so that actually trips me up still sometimes in my business. So like, Oh, I, I, you know, I, I'm enjoying this production. I'm enjoying making the same thing and playing around with cups. Uh, but then I, like that grad school me comes back and I'm like, well, what's the meaning of all of this, Heidi? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, um, you know, I have to remind myself that there's meaning in the making, like just me showing up to touch the clay and put my own spirit into this that somebody will then use in their kitchen or to have conversation over coffee with like this, there is meaning in, in these objects. And I think that's what we do as artists, whether, especially, uh, like artists that make create something that are, is for daily use or like your coffee tables, like you're mm -hmm. creating a space or something to hold space for other people. And it's, it's really a privilege to do that. It's a really special honor to do that. Um, and so it, in academia, in that academia world, um, or in grad, you know, like I'm going there with all of these undergrads and grads who are talking about their concept, the con concepts of their work and what it means. And so it is, it's something that I am always having a conversation with myself about. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And, but I think that building that confidence and like, oh, I actually do really enjoy making, I really enjoy what I'm doing. And and checking whether I'm it's uh, remember that you're enjoying it Heidi and don't get mixed up with other people's expectations or what you think other people's expectations are of your artwork or who mm -hmm. you should be and I think as long as we are doing what we really are connected to in our own beings then the our, our artwork is going to be even more powerful or special mm -hmm. um, and it'll show, it'll show in the work, the craftsmanship that we do. Yeah. If we engage in that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, for those people who will, you know, will be listening to this, probably have no concept of what the community of Iowa city is like, but <laughs> I will say it is both strongly academic and very heavy on the arts uh, for as small of a community as yeah. it is. Um, and so I have been, I guess, in both spaces where it's like, you can be having a very, what I might call like a very heady conversation right around mm -hmm. art where it's like very theory and very like, and, and then turn around and like have a conversation with just somebody directly beside that other person about like, the nuts and bolts of the actual like making process. Yes. Right? Yes. Um, and you find both worlds in the same space. Yes. <laughs> I think that I, I can't speak highly enough of Iowa city for that. I feel like this has really been a, such a great place to land as an artist. I feel so supported and 
loved and like often I think how long can I survive just off of Iowa City people and they keep coming they keep showing up they keep buying my things and I I'm like oh someday I'm gonna have to get really good at selling pots on Etsy or I'm gonna have to get much better at my Instagram page and truth be told is like I'm making as much as I can to continue to feed Iowa City people and I'm so grateful to them I mean, when we were trying to build the business back in uh, Ohio, I mean, there are only so many like toilet or not toilet, <laughs> but, you know, like they would want like toilet paper covers or uh, right, tissue yeah, box covers. Right. And you're just like, this is going to kill me. This, this request <laughs> is going to, this is not worth it. Um, but I don't get think, requests like that here. I think that there's a real understanding and appreciation for us as artists to express ourselves and they they feed off of that they really enjoy that and appreciate it now do you feel like you've been able to tap fully into that community through because you did go to grad school here or i mean like how do you feel mm. like you've been able to kind of tap into that, that um it is I am a super introvert at heart. Um, so I rely on my extroverted friends to really push <laughs> me and help me out. Um, I did have, we do have a community in the arts here automatically. There are a lot of our friends from grad school are still here and working in different um, areas. Um, for a while, right when I came back, I joined um, Public Space One's gallery team, and that gave me quite a, a new crew of people to hang out with and feel supported by. And, um, you know, one of my main, the main ways I sell my artwork each year, one of my good friends um, who's grown up in Iowa City, she throws a house party every uh, the beginning of December and I sell most of my works through that house party and it's all of her friends just show up and they're excited to buy my things as their gifts and I'm mm -hmm. excited that they're there. Um, <laughs> that they're, that yeah, they're there and, for those gifts, yeah. <laughs> and she, she's extroverted and she's great at that and and I, that is something that's really hard for me so I think that um, really tapping into a community that cheers you on and um in a really healthy way and and really says like i believe in you i believe what you're doing this is not crazy um and here's how i can support you and it's it's kind of magical how it all fits together i for a while i um i was doing a little sketchbook club i i met a couple people at moms at the library and then some wives of other professors and then some friends and I was like hey you all don't know each other but we should hang out and uh, drink beer and sketch in our sketchbooks and for two or three years we did that and it was a really great community it was a really great way to talk about art or parenting or a life and just really feel supported in the creative way so even though I'm really extroverted I I I feel like I connect pieces of my life well together so that I, I can create space for things to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess partially I asked because like, um, let me think, I'm trying to think now. I mean, those of you listening won't 
totally understand the nuance, but I live in Coralville versus in mm -hmm. Iowa City uh, proper. Um, I can't afford Iowa City prices, but... <laughs> <laughs> We're on the east side, so it's, very, it's a lot cheaper on the east side, too, so I feel you. <laughs> um, but, you know, we've been here six years, um, almost six years, and, like, I feel like I've just now started tapping into some of that artist community, mm -hmm. but I didn't, you know, didn't do the grad school, um, and... Also, I do wonder too, is like, I have, n I was not here pre-children. And so mm -hmm. like yeah. moving here with kids, like life is about them. Right. And like yeah. getting things like their world settled and, um, on that routine and all of that fun stuff. So, um, I've ended up the people I have met that are part of the artist community have all been through for the most part, all been through my kids and like yeah. getting to know their friends as parents who, <laughs> you know, like do things as well. That um, is another big shift. Once they go to school, I realized that I'm going to the library just for myself and not to scout out new mom friends. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I always, I always say it's so similar. Like when you become, especially when you become a mom for the first time, uh, scouting out new mom friends is so much like dating for the first time. Oh, right? it's so awkward and hard, <laughs> so but awkward. you know that we're all in the same boat, you know? Right. <laughs> I, I, that's also been hard to like not have them as a, a crutch because I really enjoy having that like, oh, I've, gotta go change a diaper <laughs> you got a really easy out if the date doesn't go well you know that's right <laughs> but i've lost that excuse now <laughs> yeah it's like man gotta bone up on my actual people skills right now, yeah right? yeah i call it i call it dealing with the public <laughs> like i'm not the best with dealing with the public but i'm working on it <laughs> um all right so you mentioned ps1 and mm -hmm. i think did you have a show there? Because I believe the first time I heard about you was, I didn't go to the show, but I saw like the, you know, some advertisement type thing yeah. about the show. Yeah, I, um, I curated a show. Let's see, it's, I think it was the September 2018. And it was called Give and Take. And it was a group of artist friends that I have met over my time of being a mom and an artist, both. Um, and we put a show together that involved um, kind of our artwork plus our advice and how we cope with children in our space, sharing this space with our kids. So we also are either our children put artwork in the space or work that we do together with our children, uh, as well as our actual professional artwork in there. Um, and it was, it was a great show. I mean, it was artists from all over. And they are all women that have kind of helped me on my journey, uh, whether directly or just through Instagram and seeing them navigate certain issues. Um, uh, quite a handful of them I met before any of us were mothers. Um, and then we're going through this journey together and, and seeing how everyone's kind of come out in different places. And 
the artwork changes and the mode of creating changes and the way that, you know, like one of my friends, she has, um, her and her husband are also ceramic artists and um, they, they have a table for their daughter in the, in the basement and they all just create and watch Netflix together. Um, <laughs> and uh, another one of my painter friends, she has three kids and um, that they're, they're, you know, painting along next to her or, you know, playing in the background and in the same time. And so we all just kind of, are navigating this and figuring it out together. Um, and, and through this show, I was able to collect different advice from them too. Um, I can't think of everybody. It's been a while yeah, since I've read yeah. all their advice. Um, I think some of my advice was to have prepared snacks because <laughs> every time I go to sit down to create, it's mom, I'm hungry. Yes. Um, that and I, I really got my children into their own podcasts and I felt like they would sit for a longer amount of time when they were listening to something. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, just really, I mean, it takes a lot some, some days, but really being able to stop what you're doing for a moment to show them how to create something or for them to show you how to do something different, how, mm -hmm to think outside of your box and to see them as a, an asset to how you create that, that they are like creators at like their purest sense and they have no, you know, ego hangups or anything at this point. And um, just to really embrace that as, as a, a valuable tool rather mm -hmm. than um, being frustrated by it all the time <laughs> mm -hmm. of, of, of the interruptions and um, the mess or whatever, you know? So. Yeah. So I was, um, I was a bit uh, directed to notice that show because September, 2018 was a month before I actually started this podcast. So this podcast was, oh, wow. um, like in the works right it was yeah. i was like doing all the behind the scenes stuff to get it kind of ready to release in october of 2018 and so i was kind of like directed to your show so you've been on my radar since then it's only oh, taken <laughs> it's only taken you know a year and a half to actually yeah. get you on, on the podcast i feel like our artwork has crossed paths at some point too or been in the same pop-up probably, at some point. probably. Yeah. <laughs> Someday we'll have to meet actual face-to-face. -face. Yes, someday. <laughs> um, but I remember, I mean, when I heard about that show, I really loved that idea. Um, I will say I'm slightly jealous of those of you who make things that, like, aren't necessarily, like, harmful to your mm -hmm. children. To be yeah, around. yeah. Um, you know, there are quite a few maker moms who have figured out really good ways of like incorporating their kids into like the shop space um, while they're working. And I just haven't quite gotten into that groove. Um, probably my biggest fear is because uh, thing like what I do a lot of is power carving. And so that's like, you yeah. know, a constant time where I've got a tool running and I'm focused on what I'm doing. And I'm like, what I don't need is like someone yanking on the back of me. Yeah. Or <laughs> your core. That. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I am trying to figure out, you know, other ways to start incorporating them because they're definitely 
I would say both curious and proud of what mm. you know mom does and so yeah. like they definitely want to get into making as well but it's one of those like okay I want to feel like really safe with you totally. around you know <laughs> I don't want to cut off my own appendages, but I would feel even worse if something right. happened to my child. Yes. <laughs> That's where the, the word seasons comes back yes. into play. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the season when my daughters will run my Instagram page for me. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to kind of touch on that though. So if your older brother is in marketing, does that give you any benefits? Oh my gosh. As, like, how to run social media stuff. <laughs> I'm embarrassed to say no. Um, <laughs> I have tried to talk with him before and he works, he just works with much larger businesses that aren't, um, you know, artist businesses. Yes. Uh, so his language of operating a business doesn't quite compute to my, my needs. Yes. And that's, yeah. that's hard. It's frustrating. I feel like if we could communicate the right way or if he understood <laughs> this world of, DIY makers a little bit more um, that that we could like really tap into something huge um, but we were really living apart and um, yeah the differences are just sadly too too big um, but they're very supportive if I ever <laughs> needed a, a website help they could help me but they'd, they'd you know that's on my it. list of things to do is to make I haven't updated my website since grad school so yeah, I was just thinking to myself, like, besides the weekly putting up stuff on the podcast, like, I haven't touched anything else on my website in incredibly way too long. Like, yeah. And the farther away it gets since I touched it, the more, like, daunting that task seems yes, to get. exactly. <laughs> well, I, I keep reminding myself, like, one, one thing at a time, like, you know, right now, I, I just started actually selling at uh, a car downtown um, and that was a big step for me and I've started to apply to new shows so I'm trying to say okay this is a great great job Heidi you did something that hasn't you haven't <laughs> done in a while right you don't need to do it all at once because I tend to get overwhelmed so then I make one other next goal and that'll probably be being more consistent with Instagram or starting <laughs> a website or taking my uh, Etsy page off of vacation mode because mm -hmm. yeah actually the winter is a very slow month for me because the garage is um not all the way heated and the clay freezes and i was gonna ask that like it, can you work during the winter time out there what i do is um i use a very small amount of clay and bring it inside and, and work on my jewelry during those times um mm -hmm. and i i've gotten a lot of jewelry made and um and and that's easy to ship, and that's usually what's on my Etsy site. Okay. Um, shipping and um, navigating selling my pottery on Etsy, I just haven't gotten there yet because Iowa City is so great. They <laughs> buy everything I make so far, um, and I just haven't. I don't have enough on 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 hand to make mm -hmm. that worth it to figure out yet. Do you participate in the East Side Artists? Um, I don't. Okay. Yeah, I've I've seen signs for that. Mm -hmm. I, I should get on that. Are, do, I mean, are you into that? I I have not uh, applied yet. It always sneaks up on me, like the deadline mm -hmm. to apply for the Christmas show. 
Um, but I know other people who are in it. Is it, um, is it called Fired Up? Is that the name of the... I have heard that um, name, yeah. I think, and I can't think of his name, who owns it and runs it. Um, my wife and I have gone there and done, you know, date night uh, painting, pottery yeah. painting stuff. Yeah. Um, but he's one of, he belongs to Eastside Artists. And um, and then Karen Cubby of Beatology, um, she has suggested on quite a few occasions that I need to get up to apply to get into their Christmas show. <laughs> but it's one of those things too of like, okay, the application process, that's one thing. And then if you get in, then you have to like mass produce a lot of stuff yeah, <laughs> in a short yeah. amount of time, you know, yeah. and that's just... That's a lot. And that's, that's during, that's like almost the same time as my other pop-up show at my friend's house. And so it's kind of like, okay, how much can I, how many shows can I do? And I had to turn a couple shows down already this past year. I, oh, I did Craft and Fancy at Home Ec this year. Um, mm. And that was super great too. And a whole different crowd. And that's what I'm amazed by this town is like, where, where do all these people keep coming from and different <laughs> crowds and. So it's just, it's fun to get to know more people and uh, different groups of people. And, and yeah, maybe I'll add that someday too. But I think mm -hmm. knowing for me, it's like knowing what I can do and doing those things well mm -hmm. and not, not stretching it too thin just to say yes to everything. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. I've struggled with, I actually, my wife and I sat down and had a conversation and decided that like this last holiday season and this year, like not to do any pop-ups just because they don't, they haven't necessarily been hugely successful for me just because yeah. furniture is not something that people like go with an intent to buy type thing. Totally. People are looking <laughs> for like the $30. Yeah. Trick gift and yeah. <laughs> that's probably not your price range I'm it, yeah it's not so um right now we're just kind of in a mode of like thinking like what's the right type of space to get into to you know get yeah. your name out there and 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 all of that um locally. yeah and you were you were talking with Haley about setting up shows too it's even with ceramics, it's just so much work yes. and it's so heavy and yep. I have to wrap everything individually. And yeah, you don't, you don't want to be doing that every weekend and no. exhausting your family and, <laughs> no. and, and buying an extra truck to load everything. <laughs> exactly. <in. Yeah. laughs> and, and it's one of those things too. Um, you know, it's one of those things I've had to learn to balance as well with like when I've had pieces on like other people's showroom floors type thing is the more public that something is like, you know, exposed to the more beat up mm. that piece is like oh, going yeah. to get. Yeah. And, um, I don't know, something about that sometimes breaks my heart. Like knowing that somebody bought it after it's been in a public space for six months and being used and it's like, yeah. you did not buy it. And it's like best condition. Yeah. <laughs> thing, you know? Um, obviously think you know things that you make that are meant for other people to use you do want them to get used but um i still want it like i know it's not being taken care of as well as i would take care of it type thing totally yeah <laughs> there is some like when it goes into a store or shop you're kind of 
letting it go and trusting that it can still be yours and exist in the same kind of way. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, so I have to ask, you've got two kiddos, school age kiddos, but still two, Mm -hmm. two kiddos, um, teaching, running your own business. Like, how do you manage it all? (laughs) (laughs) I've, uh, I've, I have to say, um, I've stopped making homemade food. (laughs) I do make dinner, but I have like, uh, by much persuasion of my husband, frozen pizza is okay. And bought granola bars are Mm -hmm. okay. And, Mm um, and this, and not, and I used to see that as like, oh, I'm not giving them the healthiest things. Really, it's Heidi that equals more time in the studio, and that's a healthier you, which gets to be a healthier mom. Right. And so figuring out the sacrifices and the space that I can make for myself, you know, in a busy season, we're wearing clothes out of the laundry basket um, that aren't folded or put away, and right. that needs to be okay. Um, and uh, thankfully, well, my kids don't care. My husband's very flexible and helpful. <laughs> um, so, I mean, and they're getting old enough that they can help too, but right. just learning in those seasons, like what can give a little bit so that you can accomplish what you need to do and mm-hmm. um, paying attention to that is, has been real key. Yeah. 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 I totally understand that. <laughs> um <laughs> What would you say is your favorite part about being a mom? Um, I think that they surprise me with their, their little brains and their creativity. Like, I, I, you know, I think when you have kids, you're just assume that they think the same way as you and they're just going to like produce things the same way as you and just, and then they say something or create something and you're like, who are you? Where did you come from? This is so cool. Like, and, or I never thought about it that way. And the lessons that they're teaching me, I feel like are equal to the um, lessons I get to teach them. And it's a, it's a real mutual um, relationship um, in that way. And I, I, I really try to see the magic in it and enjoy those moments. It's not all rainbows and unicorns, (laughs) although there's a lot of those in our house, but um, yeah, just, just learning to embrace their individuality as, as they get older and that becomes, um, more, more developed and Mm -hmm. just cooler to witness. Like, wow, I get to like watch this whole person's life and Mm -hmm. see it happen and laugh at the funny moments and, um, and not (laughs) embarrass, try not to embarrass them. And, you know, this, it's a, it's a real cool privilege to be Mm -hmm. a part of. Yeah. You mentioned, you know, about like how your art can change after becoming Mm -hmm. a mom. How do you feel like your art has changed? I, I used to, well, in grad school, it was a lot about um, telling a story with my artwork at first. And then it was how can my daughter interact with my work? And I started to make toys. I made a series of training potties for her. Um, just like, how can this work and exist in her her world? Um, and then as I'm 
as they get older, I'm thinking, okay, what can I accomplish in the studio? And have, maybe I have to leave it for a week. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's where I got back into pottery um, because I was able to throw 10 cups and then I can disappear for a while or come back to it. It's a very demanding material. So to start a sculpture and then leave it for a month, that's really not going to work. Um, so th that's really what um, tapped me back into producing functional wear and the jewelry um, that it's accessible with them around. It doesn't quite take the same brain space that I can, I can still answer questions while I'm doing this like meditative work on the wheel. And so now I'm working on developing the drawings on my pots to, to kind of incorporate a little bit more of just this fun world, this interaction that I, I put a lot of animals on my work and some mm -hmm. just design work. Um, but I'm starting to kind of get back into that thought of like, what does it mean uh, to be a mom, to have these different relationships and, and kind of showing that through my drawings on, mm -hmm. on my work a little bit here and there, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's funny. I have uh, clients who love my design work and will not buy an animal to save their life. And I have <laughs> other people who come and are like, Oh my gosh, I need the turtle. I need the turtle. You know? <laughs> so um, it's fun to have a, a variety. Sorry. Are you still there? Yeah. I'm my <laughs> my uh, battery is going low, oh. but I think we're going to be okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it's fun to have different clientele. Because um, it gives, I get so bored with making the same thing over and over again. And that is, I think when we were first started our pottery back in Ohio, I was like, oh my gosh, I've got to make 20 of the same identical mugs to make this work. And that's one thing that I promised myself starting this new business here on my own is I am going to make everything different. So not only am I not bored, but whoever purchases this mug feels like they have something unique, a treasure that they are not going to see at their friend's house. Right. And I really feel I have not make, made two of the same thing. And it's just super fun to like some of them are the same style or flavor, but nothing is, I do mm -hmm. not operate in production mode. And that's really kept me alive as an artist. Yeah. Yeah. I totally understand. I have a hard time making the same thing twice. Mm -hmm. Something will always be different. Even if I follow it to a T, something will always be different between, right. between the two. What do you hope your uh, kids learn from watching you be mm. an artist and a business owner? Um, let's see. I hope that they learn to, that they can... <laughs> They can create whether, whatever they dream up and uh, that whoever they feel uh, they are inside can be expressed through what they do in life and that they don't have to hide that or make up a separate career from who they are, that whatever they choose to do with their life, that they are fully themselves. And um, I hope they see that through both Andy and I, uh, my, my husband mm -hmm. and I think they do. I don't know if they fully understand what it's like to have 
parents who aren't <laughs> creative people. <laughs> um, I don't know if they appreciate that or care. Um, but it's, it's really important to me that they feel that they can create and be themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we're getting basically to the end of our time together. So I'm going to give you a chance to tell everybody where they can find you on all of the interwebs so they can see all of your fun work. Um, I am at Heidi McKay Designs on Instagram, and that's the best way to check me out and to contact me. Um, someday I will have a website. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my shop on Etsy is also Heidi McKay Designs. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks for taking the time to chat with me today. Yeah, thank you so much. I have, you sent one more question that, if you don't mind, can I yeah, answer it? Yes, yeah. it's great. Uh, these are two things that really helped me, especially when I had so much time alone. Yeah. Um, have you read Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert? I have not. It was a real life-changing book for me. And she also has two seasons of a podcast where she interviews makers. And um, I still think back to some of those conversations she had when I'm having a hard time. I, I highly encourage it for any maker or writer or creative person. It's, it's really great. I think I actually might go back and listen to it again <laughs> while I work. And then I recently um, listened to uh, You Are a Badass at Making Money by Jen Sincero. Have you read that? Uh -uh. That is also, it is like kick you in the butt for like charging more, <laughs> you know, making more money yes. and all this stuff that we're embarrassed to talk about when it comes to being an artist and, you know, asking for money. It's, mm -hmm. it's awkward and it's hard. Yep. Um, and that is a fantastic book to read if you need a little kick in the rear end to, <laughs> to get your mind straight on that stuff. Awesome. Well, yeah. thanks for sharing those two. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So again, that was Heidi with Heidi McKay Designs. I'll include the link on how you can follow along with her in the show notes. Best and easiest way to get to the show notes is to follow along with the Maker Mom podcast on Instagram. So that's just at Maker Mom podcast and the link in the bio, uh, you can check out show notes. You can check out about joining the tribe over on Patreon. So it gives you a couple different options there. So again, at Maker Mom podcast on Instagram and the link in the bio will take you all sorts of places, including... Uh, this week's Zoom meeting, online meetup, which will be happening at 11.30 a.m. Central Standard Time. All right. Hope to see a bunch of you there and chat. We've been having a great time every week since I've been doing this. And remember, uh, normally the online maker mom meetup is just for patrons. But during uh, this COVID-19 time, I have it open to anybody and everybody. I'll make sure that the link is available on Instagram and multiple places and Facebook and all over the place. So you should be able to find it. Uh, if you want to join on your phone, that's awesome. All you need to do is make sure that you have the Zoom app downloaded and you should be able to find that on both Apple and Android. All right. Until next week, stay healthy, stay safe, and uh, have a good one. Thank you for listening to the Maker Mom podcast. You can connect with the Maker Mom community in the Facebook group page, Maker Moms. And remember, if you enjoyed listening to this episode, please subscribe, 
leave an awesome review, and share this out with other maker moms you know. Thank you.